0: This is Mac Guelfie. You're listening to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast.
1: Hey, guys. This is Kyle Langford, and you're listening to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch. But not today. To talk everything else in the footy club, but not today. Scotty and I are fair about to burst right now. Um, we are currently very pleased to say that we're talking to you live from the Essendon NEC hangar in Tullamarine, where we have uh, been invited to attend the club on their Essendon uh, Media Day uh, and Team Photo Day. So at the moment, we are sitting here in the hangar, surrounded by every one of the players, other sponsors,
3: and uh, literally in front of me right uh, now. We've got the AFL website media. We've got the website
2: media, man, at Alwyn Davies, just... Just kicking a ball in ten feet from me. Heps over there is getting his photo taken with all the smoky sort of backgrounds in action. And little Scotty and I are sitting over in the corner. Um, and we've got um, a massive show today where we're going to have players um, on for on the on the show, interviewing them, and we're going to be talking to just players and officials at the day for the um, for the media day. So Scotty, welcome to
3: the pod. Oh, it doesn't get any better than this. Look, it, it, I know it sounds funny because I I don't want, you know, this is not a, a show where you go, look at us, look at us. We are, con- you know, we are like kids in a candy store Mate. and it couldn't be more humbled us in a corner at the moment uh, going, what are we doing here? <laughs> and How did we get here? Hello. But look, very appreciative that the club um, Absolutely. reached out. Yeah. Um, so just thank you to the comms team and everyone Um you know who you are, yep. uh, for inviting us down. Uh, I believe we've got two allocated players that we're going to talk to. You'll hear that uh, in, in coming up in the show later on. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, you you know, to see, you know, just to be inside the hangar with our studio, all our equipment set up I in know. a corner it's is great, bizarre. Man.
2: We walked through, we went and had a coffee, arrived a little bit early, um, had a coffee, um, got met by um, the comms team. They took us out through um, the back of the hangar past the, um, uh, the players' meeting room and the VFL sort of um, pre-game room. Um, we're walking past through the gym and then head out into the hangar area um, and the, uh, the Super Amart furniture is all set up for the interviews. There's a DJ going on. Um, we, uh, we've walked through the little mesh between the basketball court and the actual hangar area um, and we're set up, if you ever see the hangar again, we're set up just on the left-hand side, three-quarters of the way back um and we've got a few chairs we're doing this bit of a setup but we're, we're just waiting for the comms team to bring over which players we're going to get for a start off
3: yeah so uh i think the dj uh and everything's going to kick off soon so you'll yeah. probably there'll probably be a little bit of noise as as the uh as the uh podcast goes on but you know it's good to have a bit of atmosphere in the background so absolutely um we we'll, we wanted to do our intro first and then we got access to the players a little bit later so um you're hearing us in nice and stereo but i think uh, <laughs> you will hear us a bit more louder uh and the atmosphere will be quite bubbly once everyone arrives and, and, and the dj gets going yeah. so we'll we'll work with what we can um and just ask hopefully good questions and look it's just so exciting you know you know, to see Mankara up close, to see Davy up close. And, you know, Reed walked past us before. Reed,
2: Reed is a mountain of a human. <laughs> he is so tall. As we, But the other thing too is we were walking up the front steps to get into the club. Um, Jimmy Stewart and the boys were doing some photos outside as well. Jimmy Stewart and Patrick Voss were walking down the stairs as we were walking up them.
3: Patrick and – I literally was a midget.
2: They it. were two enormous dudes. If you've ever seen me, I'm 6'3 and way too many kilos. And, again, I just feel like, like I'm tiny when I'm stood next to those two boys. And no wonder Voss physical because he's he's every every inch of 6'2, six, 6'3 six, and he's a big, big, massive lump of a kid.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, you know, we, there was uh, one player who, who did notice that they – Hey, learn catch up, you know, know you guys. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, yeah. It's, the whole atmosphere is fun. It's a fun day, and um, we're missing one, mate. We walk past, and I, oh, I, I my, heart we, my heart nearly stopped. Big red fire engine. My heart nearly stopped. We were walking <laughs> it, through, and was, I spotted him it's across like the room. Like fire music in the it background.
2: Was, it was dun. Like, <laughs> He
3: went to Doro, turned around, saw Grant. It was was love at first sight. It
2: was, and I said to him, "I said, how are you? You largest of red fire." I didn't say that at all. No, I just said, "G'day." We've we've laid the seed. We've laid the seed. We challenged
3: him to come on the show. Cheekily
2: said, "Uh, "Mate, would love to have you on the show." And he goes, like any true negotiator, he said, "Show me the money." So we went, mate, no problems at all. Just just what's what's the fee worth to get the great man on the show? So believe us. He did
3: say it with a cheeky sense of humour, so don't before anyone I thinks. I'd pay, no, I'd actually I'd pay the man. But we would genuinely pay the
2: man. We would genuinely pay the man <laughs> to come on the show. Um, but no, no, <laughs> we've laid the seed. The little fire engine. We, we yes. see if we can get him onto the show at some stage. So we're walking past him, um, as we again, as we were sort of walking towards the Doro, um, Scotty and I are just looking up at all the Premiership Cups and, and all that great stuff. Uh, and then Josh Marnie just walks past, and, and, um, you're in behind the, um, the, the doors that you're not allowed to go through. There's all of the, um, Training crew. The the, the training crew, but Um, then again, the old VFL cups and stuff.
3: The gym coaches. The gym
2: coaches. Oh, man, it's just the medical staff are all in there. Just real behind the scenes stuff, and then you open it up into the hangar, and the boys all come in shooting some baskets and stuff. So,
3: yeah, Mankara and Harry Jones were playing basketball together. And, um, sorry to say this, Harry, and I, I don't want to dub you in, but I did sh- see you shoot at air ball. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, besides <laughs> that, you're, you're a fantastic footballer. Yeah,
2: left, right foot kick, that's fine, but we won't hold our breath about you making the NBA. Uh,
3: but, uh, yeah, so just look, it's a, it's a really, really, uh, fun atmosphere, and, you know, um, we have to acknowledge um, the club and this one. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this today and just, you know, obviously them relaunching a, a big family day. Uh, you know, the, the the club definitely has a different feel as far as engaging with its fans. Um, I know, you know, I've had quite a few engagements uh, with the club and, and it hasn't been anything, you know, like can you say this or anything, nothing like that. No, it's none of the been, sort, nothing been, of the sort. It's been more just what are you thinking, guys, how do you think the year's going to go, you know, just generally interested in our thoughts of what we think of the yeah. club and, and, you know, and, you know, even today, you know, they'll say how can we support, how can we help the show, uh, and, you know, it's a completely breath of fresh air and and to have that kind of access. And so, look, it, 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 it felt like a real family kind of, club today and, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to kind of stay invited as I'm not trying to sort of promote or be anything else. It's just, I, I hope this sounds authentic. It just, it was, everyone was so welcoming just so nice. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just been a, a, a so far a great morning. Um, but you know, we are going to switch off soon and, and you'll hear us go to a break because, um, we're about to have uh, a few drinks and a few connections with with a few people, and then after the break, we'll come back to the podcast studio and things will be lively up. Uh, then, absolutely, man. And We'd... then we'll have we'll see which players we've got, and um, and then you hopefully you can enjoy it. Absolutely, man. So um,
2: we'll head off to a break, and uh, we will be back hopefully with a couple of footy players.
3: Look forward to it. Bit of beastie boys.
2: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. We are live from the hangar in Tullamarine for the Essendon Media Day. And we are very, very happy to say that joining us today is uh, Kyle Langford. Kyle, welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast.
1: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Mate, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we, uh, we're very happy to be here today um, to uh, watch the boys. All the, all the boys are looking good. We're, uh, there's some basketball in the background there. I think all the boys, all the feathers are looking good um, for the photo day. Um, Scott, do you want to go with the first question?
3: Yeah, look, it's so good to have you, Cole, on the show. Um, we, you know, on our podcast we've actually been a bit of a, a, a fan favorite of ours. So if you ever listen to our podcast, you actually you're kind of well known for us pumping up Cole Langford. Uh, Thank look, you've you obviously can play multiple roles uh, at the club. Uh, you can play inside mid, wing, half forward, uh, even even half half back if you if you wanted to. What's kind of your preference? If it was a perfect world, what would be your preference?
1: Uh, In a perfect world, it is a tough one because versatility is probably seen as one of my biggest strengths. Uh, So uh, I don't want to pigeonhole myself probably in a position. And for me, in talking with Scotty and and the other coaches, it is a lot about being flexible and being able to play inside, outside, half forward. Um, And the way we're going to play this year, everyone has to be able to play different roles uh, and positions on the team. So... Uh, in a perfect world, you know, I'd love to just play, <coughs> you know, maybe sixty percent midfield and forty percent forward because I love getting forward. I generally get a, a favourable matchup with Pete and Weeds uh, up forward or Jakey up forward as well, so I generally get that third third tall, that third defender, uh, and I feel like yeah, I get a fair advantage uh, going forward. So um, yeah, a little bit mid and forward, probably not pigeonholing myself in either one though.
3: Just with your goal kicking too, you're. You're probably the most reliable kick for goal, out, maybe with Peter Wright and a few others. Obviously Waller is a very good kick, but is that something that came naturally? Is that hard work as you really tried to work on your accuracy? Because it feels like you're kind of 78% kind of accuracy at the moment.
1: 78%, yeah, that, that, that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> actually, I don't know my stats, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I early, early days when Matty Lloyd was here and he's working with Joey a fair bit, I was yeah. lucky enough to actually join in. Yep. And a lot of Lloydies kind of... Um, coaching for myself was just to keep things really simple and easy yeah so whenever I go into an AFL game or practice whatever it is I got a very simple routine and I know whether it's you know five minutes into the first quarter or five minutes into the last quarter uh, and we kind of need to win a goal to uh, get up I know I've got a simple routine that I can just block out all the noise and um, anything that's happened previously in the game and I just focus on my routine and I go through and Um, I think that practice kind of makes perfect for me
2: Mate it's a a new coach um, a new season uh, new administration a lot of new things are at the club Um, can you give us a bit of an insight We've, we've been you've been going through the training we've been down here watching you boys you look great everybody's on top of the ground running on top of the ground it looks really good can you give us a bit of an insight on what Brad's brought early to the club and the way he's um, teaching you guys. I mean, we'd really love to know, Brad Scott looks like a real serious guy um, when he wants to be, I assume. And I just want to, how's he has he been communicating with you guys?
1: Yeah, so Brad's been probably a little bit different to my previous coaches. Uh, so I mean, technically, if you want to say it, he's probably my fifth coach yeah. in nine years. Um, But what he's bought is just a refreshing take on football. He's focused on development, focused on focusing on your strengths. Okay. Um, So he's massive in pumping up your strengths, working out what your strengths are, and then putting you in a position that will highlight your strengths. Uh, So we probably do 80% of our work on our individual strengths, um, so we can make them the best they possibly can be. And you know, probably 20% on our weaknesses or things that we need to work on. because, yeah, the time is short in a football yeah. career. And, yeah. Um, you know, as an underage footballer, everyone gets drafted for their strengths, not for yeah. their weaknesses. Yeah, I yeah, agree.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: and no doubt, Brad, in his previous role, he's watched a lot of underage football. And he's just come with that mentality that, you know, if you're a marking for me, like a marking midfielder, try and drift forward as much as you can. Get inside okay. 50 and challenge your winger. Uh, challenge the other mids because that's one of my strengths. Um, so he won't tell me to go do something that... Is weakness. So Mm. he's brought that really refreshing take where we can go out and just play like we did when we were under 18s. Almost so there's a lot of freedom in the way we play, especially offensively. I think that comes really naturally to a lot of players, especially younger players. You have to come into the AFL system and learn about defense and system and all that kind of stuff. And he's been great. And that's the things that's probably what we put the most work into our defense, defensive structure and system. And offense is pretty much just a lot of freedom, like. Those who are fast, they can whip back to goal really yeah. quick and um, it comes very natural. So, uh, yeah, so people have that, that freedom to would, um, to the system.
2: Would I be right in saying that, I mean, you're a professional footballer, this is what you do for a living, and the club has expectations and standards uh, of the the players that play at the SM Footy Club, but am I right in saying that as much as Brad seems like a serious guy and he's the head coach and, and all of that professionalism that comes with it, but it just from seeing some of the interviews and seeing you guys running around, it seems like what you said is right in that offense comes more naturally than the defense and the structures and the like. So would I be right in saying that he's sort of concentrating more on the defense and learning how to do that piece and then letting people like yourself, he knows what you're capable of, we know what you're capable of, drifting forward, taking that mark, kicking the one or two a game. Is it more concentrating on the other half and then letting Kyle do the thing that he loves to run forward and kick a goal? He knows you're going to be able to do that. So there's less concentration on that?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, you can definitely say that. Um, yeah, I think off the past three years, uh, we've been very poor defensively. Uh, we've probably the worst in the comp, I think, or 17th, 18th in the comp from going from our forward 50 all the way to our D50. Yeah. So it's opposition going the whole length of the ground. Yeah. And uh, he's been you know, really good at picking that up. And our whole thing is that we just want to play front half football. So if we lock the, the ball in our front half, we're going to have more opportunities at scoring. And then it gives more opportunities for the likes of Waller and Alwyn Davey to you know, get the ball and have shots at goal. And that's more uh, you know kicks to Peter Wright, more shots that he can have at goal. So a lot of it is the defence, and off defence comes offence. And I know that's probably a little bit cliché, but um, that's the biggest thing that we as a playing group need to work on. Uh, and, yeah, we're starting to see it in our little practice game so far. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's not... There's not a lot of talk about offense. There, yeah. There's some principles and parameters that we work within. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it, yeah, like I said, is just natural. Great.
3: Some things I'm seeing, Cole. Uh, I, I regularly kind of attend training. you probably see my face up on the hill yeah. with all the other guys. Uh, there's a couple of things that I'm seeing this year that's different. One is uh, much more kicking probably than handball. It feels like it's a very positive ball movement forward. Uh, two, I'm seeing a lot more communication. So, uh, like the back six, the front six, it uh, seems to be an emphasis on the small forwards making sure their pressure is is elite. So, you're helping up the chain, like the have yep. the midfield and that. So, that, is that kind of kind of that messaging coming through? It feels like it's a... Uh, I don't know if the word's seem more simplified, um, but it feels... We had a, you know, sometimes we were having six or seven chain handballs and sometimes you've only made five metres gain kind of thing. This time it felt like, Handball's positive and but it's a much more kicking, and let's get the ball down there. Yeah,
1: there's probably not so much, too much chat around, you know, kicking versus handballing. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like I said, it's just the way, a little bit like, or just organically happens that way. So if there's a kick there, we'll kick it. If there's a handball, we'll handball. And I think the way we play in defense, the ground is pretty big. Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, in offense, the ground is very big, so it probably does open up. But I think it'll change as soon as because when you're playing the same system against the same system, like it's very hard to you know actually <laughs> execute what you want. Yeah. So we are both doing the exact same thing. So we got Gold Coast next week, then St Kilda. I think that's probably where our fans and um, we'll probably get a bit more of a, a taste of how we're going to play. Uh, yeah.
3: Where's Where's your kind of body at? I've just from far you've done a heck of a lot of running this pre-season, yep. but not not you know you kind of just recently entered in the more contact. Where, where's your body at uh, uh, as far as ready for Gold Coast or the Saints?
1: Yeah, the body's getting there slowly. So I think I'm still kind of adjusting from surgery from last year. So yeah. um, so I came back and played a bunch of games. And then throughout the off-season, I had a couple of little niggles around the rest of the body. Uh, yeah. Especially on that side where I actually
3: had, had the surgery. the hamstring surgery, yep.
1: Um, so talking to the physio and the docs, it's just the rest of my body just starting to get, you know, catch up again. Uh, yeah. But it's starting to feel really good. We've got a really good program uh, put in place where we kind of book in the week so my Monday and Fridays will be my bigger days. Yep. and then in between that uh, it's focused on just recovery and getting the, the body moving and um, but yeah, it is feeling a lot better than uh, what it has been. Uh, yeah, I think I've probably still got another two or three weeks before I' yeah, start to 100%, feel like you're, yeah. yeah
3: yeah. you've obviously got a big crew uh, of young players coming through. you've got a lot of indigenous talent coming through. How, have you seen that? Um, ha, have you seen their I mean obviously the, unfortunately Sardis had his injury but even prior to that it looked like it was pretty exciting what he was doing on the track. How, have you seen even even Hayes doing? looks really hmm. like a, a real good find for the future?
1: Yeah, I mean Elijah was playing some really really good footy uh, before he had to, well unfortunately he had his, um, his knee injury and uh, I think he was definitely going to be challenging for that like that round one kind of midfield. He was um, he was buying in, he was listening, he's doing everything that we were kind of telling him to do. Uh, then yeah, Lewis, he's probably got a few years up his sleeve. He's got uh, a yeah, yeah. um, he's got a fair bit of development in his body to go, but he just chucks his body at the ball and um, he's been really really impressive over the last couple of months. Mm. Uh, Alwin, uh, yeah, Alwyn's, yeah, he got his pace and his uh, his X factor up forward. Um, yeah, when you're a defender coming out of, uh, you know, your D50, you don't really know where he is, and he's uh, Brad's massive on kind of chase pressure and getting out after him, and yep. um, I think Alwyn's probably led the way in that, which has been really, really impressive for a first year player, and uh, I think uh, we'll see a fair bit of him this year.
2: Yep. I reckon that's one of the most exciting things for the, for the season as well is that with the new crop of Indigenous talent we've got and Wallach coming back as well, the pressure out of forward 50, if Wallach, when he when Waller gets fit and, and gets a game, with someone like Alwyn um, in the team as well, I think what you were saying about playing that forward half football, that kind of pressure coming out of defence is really what, from fan's point of view, we're really looking for that um, for this year as well. And it's really encouraging, like you said, to have the young kids around who can be chasing down people when they're in their youth um which leads me to the question is that do you, as probably a more senior member of the um, of the club now, do you mentor anybody? Do you talk to any of the the young boys, or are they sort of allocated someone um, as a uh, an older player in the club to talk to?
1: Uh, no, we don't so much have like any allocations or anything. But I know, just for example, like Owen and, and Jaden, uh, even Tex for that hmm. uh, Anthony as well. So yeah. we've got a bunch of young, indigenous yeah. talent. Wallace definitely taken them yeah, course, uh, under yeah. the wing, and he's been awesome in. Kind of sharing his own experiences to those to try and get them up to standard. Um, yeah, I think with the midfield group, you know, we got Elijah, we got um, even Sam Durham, we got um, Hobsey, and I think it just happens pretty organically where okay. we're in our own individual lines, we just help each other because we know if they're playing the best footy they possibly can, they're going to be make, making us play better because, you know, they're for our spots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's just that pretty organic growth amongst the group. And, you know, Pete, even up forward, he's been awesome. Working with Jonesy and, and yeah. Weeds and you know Vossy Baldwin, so mm. yeah, I think we got our own leaders within our lines, and I think organically you just keep helping the, the younger players because that's where the growth is really going to come.
3: Mm. L- of, there's always been a lot of talk with yourself um, as a leader of the club. Uh, is you know obviously you're recognised, Crichton Clubman, and that. What do you have leadership aspirations yourself? You know vice or captain like in down the track Because like, it it comes across that you've got natural leader abilities.
1: Uh, I mean definitely. I mean I've always um, been a leader of some sorts and uh, for me it's not necessarily about the title. Um, I think we have a bunch of great leaders at the club. I mean Dawson's our captain at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we got Zach Merritt, you got Andy, you know, Peter's grown, Rids is starting to grow, Redders has started to grow, Sheely's growing again so We've got a bunch of different leaders and I think regardless who is going to be the captain over the next three, four, five years, whatever it might be, I think there's going to be a really good support group behind our captain, our vice-captain. And whether that's me, that's great. Um, but I think it's going to be more of a collective uh, to bring the whole group forward. He can't just shoulder it on. And I think that's maybe what Hep's done over the past few years. He's shouldered a lot of yeah. um, the media and, and, and he's put the, shoulder, you know, the club on his shoulders and I think it's really important... That we have a, a a good bunch of senior leaders, whether they have a title or not, um, to bring the club forward. So
3: it's really good you say that because I was actually going to ask: Is there a, an emphasis on actually a, a group being leadership? Like, there's not uh, not so much dice captain than then everyone underneath. It's it's I, I always wonder, like, when you have a season like last year, which didn't go to plan, do people kind of like your McGrath, yourself, that kind of age group merit? Um, have that kind of chat internally and say um, I don't know the essence of like okay we've got to really take this club Mm. we've got to how are we doing things and and, you know it's kind of checking yourself I guess where where everyone is at as far as the top 10, 15 leaders of the club
1: oh definitely I think once you play a certain amount of games and you get that experience under your belt you probably look to come a little bit more out of yourself. It's just the natural evolution of a footballer I feel like your first 50 games you're trying to find your feet and just get in the team and then yeah. the 50 to 100 you start to develop and then once you get over probably 100 you're like okay I need to start helping out others and you come out of yourself a little bit but I think everyone in the team regardless of how old or young you are you've got value and I think an um, important part of leadership is recognising that value that each player has and you know we've got a big group of that, that middle tier, almost 24 to 26, 27 year old, we yeah. don't so much yeah, have yeah. that, the higher age bracket um, and yeah definitely there's conversations last year and previous years even this year where you've got 10 to 15 blokes that you try and pull together, get on the same same path and just work as one almost, yeah. um, I think we're always going to have a captain and vice captain, that's just natural but I think it's important to lean on everyone and getting everyone's different views and perspectives and We haven't had too much of a chat about leadership at all so far this pre-season. I think Brad's still just kind of working everyone out and taking his time with that. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, I think over the next probably month we'll hear a little bit more about leadership and what that will look like at the club. But at the moment I think it's just uh, everyone that's played a few games is starting to be like, all right, we've done our time, we want to win some games, we want to win some finals. Mm. Let's do it together because we can't do it alone kind of thing. Yep.
2: A couple of couple of sort of couple more questions before we get into a bit more of a lighthearted couple of questions. Yeah. Um, I'm always interested in high performing uh, organisations, business, sporting um, organisations and the like. And one of the, the key things I think from where Scott and I work and in most businesses, it's always great to get clear direction from management or whomever you're reporting to or the likes of Brad. As a as a professional sportsman, do you sit down with Brad or does Brad have interviews one-on-one with everybody and does he lay out his expectations for Kyle Langford for the year so that you know clearly or is it just, Kyle, here's the, here's the game plan, here's where we see you fitting in and then it's just very much about you performing to the best of your ability?
1: Yeah, it's probably been a little bit different I think for Brad coming in uh, and probably being out of footy for the last three, three years. <laughs> He's has taken, well, it seems like he's taken a bit of a back step and he's watching, he's just watching. Okay. Um, so, no doubt when you guys are watching training, like it's, it's Gia, Gia, Gia it is, yeah. taking, Gia, yeah, you yeah. know, Cara, um, they're kind of taking the training and Brad will be almost coaching them. Okay. Um, so, you see him around, but he doesn't so much take training, he's not that, that first person that you okay. kind of refer to, which has been a little bit different, um, definitely from other coaches in the past that I've had where they're probably, you know, the leader and they're, they're out there and... Uh, but make no excuse, he's watching, he's watching Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking note of everything you're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when he has one-on-one conversations with a lot of players just to work out exactly where their head's at, um, where he might see them playing. And of course, what are your strengths? What do you bring to the team? Yeah. And what does he think you bring to the team? So he's been really good at that and open and honest about that. Um, but yeah, it's been a little bit different, that that relationship between player and head coach I guess from the from previous coaches.
3: Okay. Tell us about Gio because f- from a from afar he, he looks like he's pretty much in command how he does he looks really well organized. Uh, he seems such an important part of the club. Uh, can you just tell us about Gia and and what what the club's sort of got out of him and and what he's like as an assistant coach.
1: Yeah, which well, uh, is he's our midfield coach, so I guess he's my direct line coach. Um and, yeah, I think he's fantastic. He's got a great grasp on the group, can really communicate with players really, really well. Um, I mean, he's won what assistant Coach of the Year once or twice. Yeah. He won an award, an internal um, award, I think, last year, yeah, which was uh, kind of a leadership award again. So, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt he's got aspirations to be a senior coach down the track, and you can definitely see that see it, um, yeah. over the last uh, couple of years that he's been here. Um, yeah, he, he's so important for our group. He conveys got, uh, Brad's message really, really clear to players uh, and players are able to go up to him and um, express whatever they're feeling. and It's a no-judgment kind of thing with him, so uh, he helps you, and you. Again, he just wants to get the me- best out of you.
2: Matt, I think we, we need to wrap it up, um, but a couple of quick-fire questions. Um, who's had the most influence on your career? Most influence? Um, player or event or family. coach or family, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, my old man's probably had a fair bit to do, especially in my junior career. Okay. Um, before I played AFL, he, was, oh, he played a little bit of footy at Fitzroy and locally at Monty, so he knew a thing or two about footy, which was helpful. But he was uh, always thrust himself to be a coach or assistant coach of my teams, and regardless whether we're good or bad, he'd throw me in every different position. I'd play full-back, centre-half-back, i play okay. ruck mid and I think that's probably where I get my flexibility from to be honest, from him. Yep. Um, he taught me lessons at an early age that if you're one of the better players, you don't just play mid the whole time and rack it up, you've got to be able to play everybody. different yeah. positions and uh, be of value to your team in different positions. Uh, so yeah, probably my old man and you know even hurdy early days, um, he mentored me a little bit away from uh, you know when he was away from the club and just again, having someone external that could give me some some honest feedback um, and yeah. one-on-one feedback. I think coaches here, you're responsible for up to 20, 25 players at times. So mm. to having him just having a sole, almost responsibility on myself, he definitely helped me uh, fast track my learning.
2: Great. Um what are two things everybody's got a bucket list? Yeah. What are two things left on your
1: bucket list? Yeah, we wrote that down this morning on uh, do do? the Q and A. We have a Q and A thing that okay. jumps in the, um, yeah, what is it in the record? Uh, mine was I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. I uh, watched yep. it yesterday. That was pretty cool. Uh, and I quite like my golf, so I'd love to go to the Masters at Augusta. Nice. Augusta. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah,
3: very nice. That's about every and guy's. <laughs> yeah, it's about that. Sounds, no, it sounds awesome. pretty it's like good. it yeah, Just it's get so overseas somewhere <laughs> to
1: some of those events would be um, just to experience the culture and. The sporting at, yeah. at the highest level, yeah, something closely
2: followed by a Granny.
1: Yeah, yeah, own individual Granny. Yeah, in Australia, that'd be great.
2: Granny and a granny, Anna Winn, yeah, and uh, responsible for one of these flags.
1: Yeah, that'd be uh, great. up on the thing. They well, we're not too far away from that. I don't. think.
2: No, no, no. And and this is that's the other thing from a friend's point of view. To I mean, take it back to the boys and yourself. we're, we're all the Essendon supporters are all in. Mm. Like we can see that it hasn't gone our way for the last few years, right? And there's been a huge shake up at the club, and we have got a new coach. But the t- when we look at the list and we see you guys and we see your training, the talent's there and the will to win, I think, is there. Well, I've always been there. But the yeah. will to win now, I think, is really evident, especially with the likes of, like you said, the twenty mid-20s players like yourself and Parrish and-, and McGraw and those kind of guys. You can see, and Redders for that matter, Redders, but always thought Redders was a bit of a, a jokester and a bit of fun. He probably still is. Yeah. But he looks far more serious now. <laughs> and he wants to win games of footy. So from fans... We are really looking forward to you, you boys playing this year, and not performing, but really putting in that effort that we know you guys look forward to. Yep. And we're going to be there cheering our heads off every single week. So we, from the from the fans and all of our listeners and stuff, mate, thank you very much. Every especially for what you do every week. It's it's as easy as for us to turn up and interview Kyle Langford, yep. but we know the effort you put in, and we really appreciate it. So um, thank you very much from uh, from us and the fans.
1: Thanks no, for joining the show, Kyle. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, and I appreciate everything you've said.
2: Great, thanks, mate. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. We are very pleased to say that joining us today um, is Matt Gwelfy. Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast, mate. Thanks for having me, guys.
3: Now, Maddie, I've got it. Before we do anything, uh, I my my sister's daughter Jessica. She has this mad crush on you. I would be I would be slain if I didn't give you to mm. give her a shout out. Um, so, Jess, this one's for you.
0: <laughs> Hi, Jessica. Um, thanks for all the support. Hopefully, see it a few games this year.
3: Thanks, mate. Um, look, last year. You were, had a, such a prominent year last year where it felt like a, a really big breakout year. You you defined a, a different role, um, uh, which was a small kind of pressure forward that was able to kick goals. How did that come about and how did you, uh, I guess, how did that year come about? Was it the previous pre-season? Um, did you sort of internally look at where you're at yourself? How did it uh, come about?
0: Yeah, probably a year before that, I've been asking truck to play in the forward line Um It took a while to convince him a bit, so I was, yeah, very happy that he agreed on it. Um, I think it was when Waller went down with a few injuries, um, the opportunity came up, but also playing as more of a forward when I was playing in the waffle, I was probably a forward mid um, and just never really felt comfortable down back, so um, it's been very simple for me, just chase pressure and then the goals will come from that.
2: Excellent. Um, I mean... One of the things that we really enjoyed, like you said um, last year, was that pressure. We were just talking to Kyle Langford again. Can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but we were just talking to Kyle Langford, mm-hmm. and he was saying there's a lot of um, focus this year, especially with the likes of the guy just to our right here, uh, Mr. <laughs> Davy, um, on uh, defensive pressure um, and the like inside forward fifty. Yeah. Is that? And I, I know it's, it's a simple thing to say that it's going to continue this year, but as a forward group, do you guys work on game plans to try and keep that inside forward 50? Or is it just genuinely you set up for the defense and then it's just the natural quickness of you guys that try and pressure? Or is it is it something the forward group are working on?
0: Oh, it's definitely something the forward group's working on. Great. And Brad's um, thing for the whole team is if, if you can't chase, you can't play. Yeah. So... Um, even big sammy draper has to do it big peter has to do it um but yeah as forwards it's really good we've got that pace with Alwyn and um tony um but yeah it sounds a bit um stupid uh being a forward group a lot of our um actual focuses are on defense so um we could all play footy and we all know how to kick goals and stuff like that so that's probably the easy bit especially with alan and waller like they're very natural, natural. goal, ki- goal yeah. kickers. But, um, yeah, for me, I learned a lot of my goals come off defense anyway. So um, it's been a big focus.
3: Excellent. Obviously, uh, last year, you know, we all saw what happened and there was all media and everything like that. We yeah. all saw vision. And uh, did, How do you talk about with Brad Scott as a group? Is it, is it, was it communication? Was it a, a buy-in to team ethos? What, what kind of were the key kind of factors that Scott kind of said, okay, this is how we're going to improve –
0: uh, yeah, so a lot of it is based around our defence. He's he's probably seen that as our, our biggest focus. Um, a lot of the time, yeah, we watched uh, Freo actually yesterday, a bit of Freo vision, and the players said we were outworked probably, and the coaches thought that last year. But looking at the vision, it was just we weren't set up right defensively, which we actually ran a lot more because we couldn't defend. Yeah, um, And that then just good being predictable as well going inside 50 helps you defend as well so Mm. they they pretty much marry up the two getting the ball inside 50 being predictable um and then setting up behind the defense so um a lot of yeah a lot of our training has been setting up behind defense this year
3: yep how's the calf by the way i should ask
0: yeah it's coming along nicely um yeah a bit annoying this time of year but um yeah we're just gonna make sure we're cautious and make sure it's good for round one and that's all that matters really
2: okay we've got um, as fans we love to see that all of the new indigenous talent that we got at the club Mm. the Davies Makara Waller's back which is just awesome Um, like those boys are quick yeah right like you've been around the club a fair bit now you're you're not exactly a super senior player in the club but how quick are those boys? Because we, we see them running around. And yeah, you're, you're a quick bloke. One of the things I, th- I thought about you last year is that um, Guelph has found a, uh, uh, a couple of metres. Yeah. Like he's real quick <laughs> this year. Um, but I've, I've watched some of the Indigenous guys running around and they are super quick. Mm. Can you tell us what we can look forward to from those boys um, this year?
0: Yeah, all of them probably not so much quick in over 100 metres, but they're burst off the mark. Yeah. Um, their steps as well, um, definitely Alwyn, he's got me a few times of yeah. training with his little step, um, but yeah, it's going to be very exciting, and I'm I'm so excited to play with them, so if they're kicking goals, takes pressure off me, yeah, I can just yeah, yeah. do my thing, do my tackle pressure, do my defence, and yeah, I think it's going to be a fun time in the forward line this year.
3: Absolutely. Hey, as much as there's talk about the captaincy in the last week, and everyone's talking about that. I wondered if you guys internally, and probably your age, like you kind of got the McGraths, Parrish, yeah. yourself, Langford. Kind of, do you, is there a feeling like, look, Heps has probably taken a lot of burden through yeah. these years. Hey, we as kind of as a group got to be captains if that makes sense? Yeah. Like, there's a, a real. It's time for us to actually have a real voice and stand. And it's, the title's, it's a title, but you know, really, there's there's ten of us here that really need to take the club to the next step
0: yeah definitely that yeah middle-aged group with yeah Darce, Andy, Redders, me, Drapes um I think yeah the leadership has has come a long way and I'm actually really enjoying it this year um yeah probably being one of the leaders of the forward line now with Peter and um Jake Stringer um I've actually really enjoyed it um trying to help like give advice to Alwyn and um, money that's come in. Money's um Mankara, by the way. Oh, that's money, Mankara, money. Okay, we, nice. we call it money. I gonna you were just going to hand them yeah. some cash. Yeah.
2: There. <laughs>
0: no? Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Probably more in, of an action leader than some of the other boys. Some boys uh, use their words, but um, that's the good thing. You all have different strengths in leadership and we all come together and um, yeah, hopefully you can bring it out on game day more it this year. It
3: feels like too that when you start to have that kind of Approach it kind of breeds unselfishness oh. and, and team. So it feels mm. like even talking about yourself, like it's being a leader this preseason. Mm. You do you tend to have a go. I'm actually thinking so much more about other players. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I've really enjoyed yes, Al, especially I've worked closely with him, and you, it actually helps you because you you teach him, and then like oh, I've forgotten about that thing I need to yeah. do that in my game and then even I'm learning so much off Alan like he's just a natural footballer and which like uh, yeah, his talent, his guys is absolutely unbelievable. So Bombers fans, be excited. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. One of the one of the things when we were speaking to Kyle a second ago is versatility yep. um, throughout the list, not just sort of being pigeonholed, but then on sort of on top of that, Brad was saying he wants to play the players in the positions where they find um, yep. themselves most comfortable. Um, is there any opportunity for you to spend time anywhere else on the ground or are we going to see you up forward?
0: Uh, mainly up forward, that's for sure. Um, probably in the past I was... Almost too versatile, playing every position, yeah. and yeah, I think that kind of hurt me at times because just getting thrown around, not getting comfortable in one position. So yeah, a bit of continuity um, would have been nice. Yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, if something happens in a game, I can always go play anywhere that the team needs, and yeah. I'm happy to do that. But um, yeah, really enjoying being a leader up forward and. um I'm going to be driving that tackle pressure this year again. So that's my main focus.
3: How, how are you finding Scott's style so far? I, I mean, when I watch training, yep. it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a hands-off kind of coach. Like yeah. Gia, you're kind of – and Carrie, you're taking it. Yeah. And I'll kind of assess it from afar.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Gia runs a lot of a lot of training. And, um, yeah, Brad just steps in where he needs. He's an overseer. Obviously, he does a lot of work behind the scenes. But um, – yeah, he's just so clear with what he does. He comes in when, when we need something, he comes in clear messages, and everyone knows exactly what he's saying, and we're all on the same page. So it's pretty important. Great.
2: Right. Well, mate, I know we've, we've got to let you go very soon. Yep. A few few quick fire questions. Um, um, okay. right, we this one question you said for Grant um, if, Which store would you like to max out your credit card in?
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's tough.
2: Doesn't have to be a store. Could be uh, a bar and a visa or uh, Could be a visa. Uh,
0: yeah. I pretty much did that already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's say I'd say because 'cause I'm wearing Nike. Give him, say, him a fight. Pi- pi- give, give him a fight. A Mart, Fujitsu. Say Fujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> can I Fujitsu, can I have a free air con, please? <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. Um another question. Um What's your favourite drink? What do you order at the bar?
0: Uh, Vodka soda. It's good for the skin folds. So Uh, I love that. But I've been liking my white wine at the moment which is oh, yes. which is a bit different I used to be a big beer guy um, Saint Tropez was very good for white wine so I bet. Yes. it would have been in, France. in the off
2: season yeah. was there a um, in your group that went overseas was there a BAG for the off season no probably, of probably me probably me
0: probably. was it you <laughs> obviously that's very I was honest with a lot of, uh, I must admit
3: you would have been in our top two thoughts yeah, yeah I was
0: with a lot of boys with partners and stuff so I had to carry the fun
3: and I was just I mean like
2: you're completely you're an ugly bloke <laughs> well, um, <quite laughs> Thank as, as, as much as I say we're an ugly bloke so you <laughs> Wouldn't have done well at all overseas <laughs> with the vodka, with the vodka, with yeah, the sodas at can't all. Can't say so,
0: too much though. Right, you know, we're
2: not saying much about that. Man. Um, couple of quick ones, because we've got to let you go. Yeah. Um, favourite movie?
0: Uh, for anything with Leonardo DiCaprio in it.
2: Nice. Yeah. Um, and you Fine. probably can't have him, but favourite carb? You're not going <laughs> to have him, but favourite
0: carb? Oh, I love a pizza. You love a pizza? Love a pizza. With a lot? Or oh, Perry Perry I love oh wow there you go yeah. yeah beautiful like
2: alright well we know we've got to let you go um, Guelph um, yeah. we could talk to you for the next <laughs> an hour and a half mate. Um, so very much uh, we really appreciate your time um, and thanks for coming on the show
0: mate. thanks for having me guys
3: thanks Matt.
2: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, what an incredible day and what an incredible pair of interviews we had there with, uh, with Guelph and Langers.
3: Yeah, it's it's funny because yeah, obviously the show's kind of are like 45 minutes, kind of long, um, but to capture, you know, the... Yeah, was that just in between and just the fun and the vision? We wish we could capture that and put it all on video. But But uh, we needed
2: like – yeah, we would need like five cameras and stuff (laughs) just to to see the boys messing around and and the the boys having a kick and um, the rest of the media day. It was incredible. We didn't know how much we could film or sort of take as many photos as we would like. Um, But, mate, the – Langford, super impressive. What an impressive, yo- yeah, well, I, what, impressive guy. I,
3: I'm not sure the words "young man" because he's mid twenties now, but he's yeah. But you and I are nearly fifty, so we can call him. <laughs> we could call him a young man. <laughs> yes, right? everyone's young man. Yeah, but hey, look, he's such an impressive uh, person and character. Um, you could see it in his face, the the drive he has, um, and it was, you know it was so engaging. Like it was, it was at a, just an engaging kind of conversation. Um Just to have access to Kyle for 22 minutes is just like crazy. Just yeah. to have a, it was quite a long chat. Absolutely. Um,
2: and then uh, Guelph was the same sort of thing. Like we'd, another really impressive guy who's, who, who, who looks like he, he's been around forever. Like he, he's really polished um, nice, both really nice kids, like re- really nice, polished guy. Would have liked to have had a bit more of Guelph, but he had to he had to head off and Yeah, look, stuff.
3: They, we did get told that yeah. um, they had to limit it to two minutes because they had to go to another meeting, yep. um, which is fine because you're not going to complain. <laughs> no,
2: no, this is the thing. Like she comes and goes, it's okay, he's got to go in 10. Yes, yes, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We, we don't mind interviewing Guelph for 10 minutes, mate. <laughs> no. right? we, we could have done 45 minutes with Guelph but, and Langers for that matter, but, mate, that, that's... It's an incredible opportunity. Massive thank you again to the Essendon Footy Club and the comms team down there um, for inviting us on. We, 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 we love the club and we've been banging on about them for, for four odd years now. And to finally, oh, not finally, sorry, to, to, to be involved in something like that today with the boys smiling and, um, and just wandering past uh, Dodoro and seeing everybody at the club. Some of them are in their offices doing their of day-to-day job. And for us in our little podcast to be involved in that day is something special.
3: Yeah, just a, a magical day, all around. So, look, I, I really, really hope you enjoyed it. Um,
2: it's got to be close to our best show. Like it's, and I know it's only a couple of interviews and stuff like that, but th- that's got to be one of the funnest things I've ever done on this podcast.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you said. We, it's hard to explain to people because I, I'm always wary of not being sort of, you know, boasting or anything like that. I, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much we're just the fans who sit in the outer and and recently we had Mason Redmond on in early December and then we had Lankford and Guelphie. It's actually hard for us not to be sort of like fans talking to them. Uh, you know, it's it takes a while for us to go, we're going to be a professional podcast here. Because <laughs> like, I ladies- can see their smile. Like they're looking at us and we're just smiling at them <laughs> and just going, what are we doing here? But look, I hope that, you know uh, – I hope that comes across, and and you know, we're 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 the least guys who would boast about anything. We're, we we are very humble and have no idea what why we're we getting invited, or but but we're obviously doing something right, which is good. Absolutely. And the clubs, uh, you know, liking um, obviously the content from afar. Uh, we don't really have that engagement to understand what no, they no think, really think, but obviously it's it's really good, and and they're obviously keen to have. Um, fan engagement and that connection with the fan base and that's, that's really impressive yeah that's
2: important too man I think that that thing about don't don't forget that um, as much as Scotty and I started this four years ago in Nando's on Collins Street just banging away about the SN Footy Club at lunchtime um, now we're doing it a lot for the fans as well and the club's very interested in understanding what the fans want and I think the the discussions that we've had recently you, about sorry sorry I, I
3: was going to say you're right a w- lot of discussions we've had is been asking them saying we want to give fans access to this and can yeah. we can we get our fans access to that to hear from direct from them so you're right yeah it, it's the it's club acknowledging uh, I guess our desire to pl- to try and inform members and and and, and inform uh, people at the club so and we we love that there's a
2: lot of you guys out there now like there's a hell of a lot of you guys listening to us and we really appreciate it and I think the club understands that as well so as much as we're never going to um um uh, we're never going to be sort of changing who we are as a podcast. Um, the club's interested in what, and especially Scott's um, opinion um, from his time on Twitter as well, but the club is very interested in what the, the fans are saying. So we really appreciate you guys as, as people that listen to the pod. We really do, especially our patrons. Uh,
3: yeah, to, to, to the amount of people that now listen to this show actually gives us a platform yeah. to weirdly in, inform you more. Because yeah. the it's, you know, when the 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 volume that we're doing at the moment and and the year on year growth, it obviously then informs the club that there's a big um, audience there that's having direct access to thousands and thousands of Essendon fans, um, and that that obviously then promotes that platform for us to have that connection through the club and and and, and Hopefully, we ask questions that you're you're kind of keen to understand. Yeah. We're not always going to get every question that you want. Because um, we're, we're mindful that we only had them for a small period yeah, of yeah. time. But yeah, but we try and at least get, you know, if they're injured, whatever, what's an update? You know, how's it going? What's Brad Scott like? How do you, you, know, trying, working out what's training like, what's messaging's coming through. So you can get that, just that information that's from a, hopefully, from a fan perspective of what you want to hear. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's, 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 as much as, Uh, we had that you know a bit of a a crazy day. It's a big thanks to really the Patreons to our fans who listen to the show to give us this platform. It's it's crazy that two guys like us in the outer eastern suburbs have this platform, and but you know, it's the gratitude is is uh is quite significant. So
2: that's about it for today's session, mate. I I just I, I still can't believe that we were down there for the Essendon Media Day and we, we're hopefully – we're not hopeful. I think that we were talking to the comms guys and they're, they're more than willing to work with us on um, on more players in the future or more opportunities to work with them um, on things like this. So um, we're really looking forward to what we're going to be able to do this year. But, yes, mate, um, we'll bring it to a close from the uh, Essendon Media Day. I can't believe I just said that again. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk to you guys very soon. Thanks, guys.
3: Talk soon.